0: Welcome to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about how to plan and execute an unforgettable event that will dazzle your guests and generate more income for your organization. From fundraising and securing trendy auction items to event production and logistics, get the best tips and advice from seasoned fundraising and event professionals who have been in your shoes.
1: Welcome back to Elevate Your Event Podcast, and we've got some special guests, Lori Mackey and Diana Duponche from Handbid.
2: Hello, hello.
1: Very excited. I'm Jeff Porter, CEO of Handbid, and we are very excited to have you uh, on the show with us today. What are we going to talk about today?
2: Oh, I love the subject. Yeah. We already know what we're talking about because we're organized.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: a kind of bed planning kind of thing. You Silent know.
0: auctions, auctions, everything, auctions, items. Yeah. Items. items. No,
1: no don't you say items? Items. Did I get that right? Items. Like South Carolina kind of thing.
2: Certain people in South Carolina pronounce it items. items, okay. I don't. They're items. Okay. But I call it silent auction items. Okay. So auction. there. There's another curveball, Jeff.
1: Okay, I love it. <laughs> I love curveballs. <laughs> Especially when they're signed by a famous baseball player and put in an auction. Okay.
2: With a certificate, With the certificate of, authenticity. of authenticity.
1: Authentic, by the way. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, We this came up the other day when we were chatting and we were like, okay, so what are the things that you could do? mm to uh, yes. make your auction better, and also, what are the things that you could do to make it worse? Yes. And then we, we got so excited in the conversation. That. It got a little heated, but it was all good stuff, <laughs> and we decided we were gonna come on the show and share it with you guys today.
2: Mm.
1: So I can start, I can throw one out there.
2: Okay, go um, for it.
1: I think one of the things, and this is gonna sound fairly obvious coming from me, but one of the things that you could do to make your silent auction worse is to use paper bid sheets.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: People oh, are mean with paper bid sheets. I mean. They are mean. Yeah. They just like bully people, stand over their bid sheet, don't let people bid on something after them. They're kind of mean sometimes. They, it, if, it's
1: it's called intimidation. Bid it, sheet timid- intimidation. Mm-hmm. And, it's and, a real and thing. It is, it is a real thing. And what
2: about pin stealers? Mm, pin stealers?
1: Paper stealers. Oh, just how about the bid sheet stealer? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, the And, bid and sheet you don't stealer. think that happens? It happened at my own <laughs> event. Okay? Oh,
2: yeah. You saw it. And it's it. like,
1: how could there be like, sheets of bids on all these items and here's this one item won by this one lady and it has three bids on it oh mm.
2: something's odd mm. something's Interesting. odd here
1: yeah but that bid sheet was missing for most of the auction and then mysteriously reappeared right when things were closing so. well,
2: well here's another one about paper bid sheets i mean you know usually there's libation going on at these events and i forget what i have my name pressed down printed down on so after one glass of champagne i'm like oh, wait a minute which item So then you have to go around and try to remember where the heck you put your name down, and figure out if you're still winning. What happened to your like
1: planning organization?
2: I know, Jeff. Can't believe you didn't write it
0: down.
1: Exactly. I know.
2: I should have done that. Like in your personal notepad. It's been a long time since I've been to a paper auction. (laughs) Can you you imagine? Someone
1: at the paper auction is got their iPhone out and (laughs) typing down what they bid on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's awesome. But you want to hear a funny intimidation story. So we're talking to this client, and mm-hmm. they were telling us before they had um, started using mobile bidding that they, were, they did paper bid sheets, and they were a baseball club. And so this was at the baseball stadium, and they had this bat, and here is this little old lady, and you think she's totally harmless, <laughs> but she stood right next to the bid sheet. And people would come up and say, oh, that's a signed bat from this famous baseball player. I'm going to bid on it. And she'd say, that bat. I'm bidding on this bat for my grandson. I'm like, oh, okay. He really likes this player. You don't want to take this present away from my grandson, do you?
2: Oh, my God. She went for the jugular, man. She was not messing around. You know, she was like Grandma of the Year. She Grandma was going to get the award.
1: That's right. Oh, yeah.
2: my gosh. So what happened? Do you remember?
1: Well, so, I mean, people. she was intimidating people out of bidding. And they're like, how do we tell this nice old lady to, like, take a hike? <laughs> she needs to go
0: <laughs> sit down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> so they're like,
1: gosh. oh, so nice with mobile bidding. People can bid from anywhere, and she can't really bother us. And then we did another auction once for a um, an NBA team. And it was funny. They had moved from paper to mobile, and um, they were all for it. Okay, there's no doubt about it. The staff was ready for it one of their bidders was not oh. okay and he had um yeah equivalent of an adult you know oh, meltdown yes. <laughs> and stood in front of the bid sheets and put his arms out and said these are mine
0: wow wow like, oh that's
1: yeah can we also
0: talk a... about yeah. not combining paper bid sheets with mobile bidding software oh. like either or
2: yeah, pick not one if you want to give yourself a lot of work, yeah, and, and you place, really want to make you, your bidders mad. The yeah, whole point, and
0: the whole point yeah. of mobile bidding software is to be all inclusive and right there at the fingertips of the guest, and do not confuse them by trying to do some sort of hybrid. Some of your items are paper bid sheets. Some of them are mobile, you know, items or whatever. No, just. Especially Pick when they can't figure
1: out where to go to bid anyway. Yes. So totally agree with you. And mm. you know, and it's funny, we've we've seen that and we've had to come in and kind of put our foot down a little bit and say, You're actually gonna make this worse. You're not gonna make this better. Um, you know, but getting back to like in terms of worse and better, there's ways to measure that. That can be in how you frustrate your guests. That mm. would frustrate yeah, your guests for sure. Um it also could be in how much money you make. And so we talk about this a lot. And so if we, if we stay on the concept of paper bid sheets, one of the things you can't do with paper bid sheets is pre-bidding. Oh. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I, I, I feel like, <clears throat> so we, you know, we, we started doing auctions you know, on mobile bidding back in 2011. So 2011, 2012 timeframe, the big thing that people saw as the advantage was pre-bidding. And I remember there was one school in town and we, we roll into their event on Friday night, and they were just absolutely thrilled. And I'm like, why are you guys already happy? I mean, it's great that you're already happy, but, like, the event hasn't started yet. And they're like, no, you don't understand. We made more money this week in pre-bidding than we did last year.
2: <laughs> I love
1: it. And why not, right? right? I mean, because you've got people now. Not only are you starting to get more revenue out of it, what else are you doing? You're getting people comfortable with the software. Oh, totally
2: comfortable. Like it works out all the kinks. I, I like to think of it as widening the window with which people can bid. I mean, if yep. you have a paper bid auction, it's when the doors open and when you close the auction or when you pick up the paper bid sheets. But with pre-bidding, I mean, it's it can be whatever you decide. Yeah. You, you we usually see, what do we see? Like a, a week is about average, maybe yeah. 2 weeks you like that, 5 days. Yeah. 5 yeah. days is pretty normal.
1: So it's, you're you're turning an an auction from hours into days. Mm. And when you give yeah. people more time that's to right. bid it does it actually does work it
0: um does. and the audience has increased so you've gone from just the people that have the opportunity locally to come to your event and bid on your auction now you have grandma out in illinois can now vote on, can bid on an item
2: yeah. for her grandson's school in colorado
1: without standing next to the guy that's bidding on it right intimidating him right, right. yes exactly or
2: i'm at a family wedding and i can't come anyway mm-hmm. so i still want to participate i still want to on that item i can do it now
1: yeah
2: so bigger audience more fun
1: so let's talk about another advantage of mobile bidding over paper bid sheets since (laughs) we're on the topic would be and this is not intuitive to most people and it wasn't i would even say to to my organization when we started with mobile bidding it was intuitive to us but it makes sense now that we think about it and that is lowering your bid increments
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right and everybody thinks like so here we call it like the cost to bid right And so when you had a paper auction and you had your kind of classic gala, and so everybody kind of, what do they do? So how's the event flow? So they walk in the door, they check in, they go to the bar, they grab their drink, they browse the auction area, maybe using their iPhone to write down what they bid on. Okay, (laughs) brilliant idea. Okay. And then they go in and eventually the glasses ding and they go sit in the seated plated dinner in the ballroom, separate room. And at that point, Maybe they've been outbid. Maybe they haven't. They don't know. That's one problem. Um, but are they really going to get up out of their seat, walk out of that room, go back over to an item to increase their bid by $5? Pro- probably not. Right. Mm. That's that's a lot to ask. Okay. To whip out my phone, look at it, and then increase my bid by $5? Easy. Okay. So what do people do with paper bid sheets? They increase the bid increments. So in, you know, if you have an item, say it's worth a thousand dollars and so you start the bidding you know say you started at something high like five hundred dollars you're probably going to put a hundred dollar bid increment on it Mm -hmm. and so what's going to happen is is i'm going to go there and say oh that thing's worth a thousand dollars although i do honestly believe people undervalue items more than they overvalue them oh yeah maybe that's worth eight to nine hundred i'll bid five hundred bucks okay now you're asking the next person to bid six hundred and that's a big ask okay i may or may not be willing to spend 600, usually if that's the start for me, I'll probably pass. If you had asked me to bid 510, 515, 520 on it, yeah, I'll do that. And then what ends up happening after a couple of bids? Like the mentality shifts, right? We see this all the time. Mm -hmm. Everybody who comes up at checkout and they're like, I can't believe I spent this much money on this (laughs) item, but there was no way I was going to lose. I didn't (laughs) want to be the loser. Yes. And so it's true. It does work, right? Where mm-hmm. So now once you get someone bidding two, three, four, five times, all of a sudden it's not about what they're spending. It's about the competition that comes from the bidding back and forth and being outbid and wanting to ultimately win.
2: It's a psychological component. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And charities can take advantage of that.
1: Right. <laughs> and Diana and I both have special needs children, so we are experts in psychology. <laughs> There's no doubt about <laughs> it. Totally so we true. totally get all this. Yes. <laughs> and and so but it's interesting when we talk to folks and we and they're coming from paper and we're talking to them about their auction. Like, hey, what can we do to you know, should we open our auction early? Yes. The other thing you should do is start your items lower and you need to decrease your bid increments. Oh, well then I'm not gonna make as much money. No, in fact actually you're gonna make more. Mm-hmm. And the reason you're gonna make more is you're gonna get more people bidding. And so, you know, back in the day in the paper, you know, I remember, and this is, you know, we used to use, my wife was into the whole preschool and school auctions for our kids. They would track revenue per item. Well, we track bids per active bidder. Right. Right. That's what we track. Mm Because we can go into an auction, put the revenue aside, we can see bids per active bidder, and we can know how well that auction did. Right.
2: What would you say is a, a good number of bids per bidder for an average event i like 10 or
0: above Mm -hmm. honestly that would be awesome
2: yeah yeah i i usually i was wondering if that shifted i think in the last maybe several years i i've when i talk to folks i see seven bids per bidder i call that a good auction Mm -hmm. 10 is about great yeah yeah 10 bids per bidder.
1: and if we go in and it's three and i first thing i do i go look at the bid increments (laughs) And they're nuts. I mean, like we will literally go through and we'll pull out all the items in the in a spreadsheet mm-hmm. and we'll calculate the bid increments and we'll say, Really, so you started this item at a hundred bucks and you put a fifty dollar bid increment on it oh. and it's worth three hundred? Like huh? you're you're gonna get three bids, like max. I mean yeah. probably one bid. Right. Right. So that's the stuff we've seen in the past that just doesn't work. And you know, but think about it this way, right? One, when I'm on paper bid sheets, I'm asking somebody to you know, get up out of their seat and physically go you know, burn some calories to bid. Mm-hmm. And two, my auctions are typically short, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if I, st- if I started at six and there's bid sheets out, you know, and back then, and live auctioneers were probably still like this today, if you have paper bid sheets, they probably want them, your auction closed before the live auction starts because they don't want people leaving the room to go bid. On stuff, And so now you've got six to eight, two hours. Like, you're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, if I make my bid increments, $5, no one's going to bid. Well, or they're not going to have enough time. Well, here's the beauty of it. One, you've been pre-bidding all week, right? And two, you don't have to close your live auction – or, sorry, your silent auction before you're live. And you should not allow your auctioneer to talk you into that anyway. So <laughs> –
2: <laughs> so we like should a... repeat
1: that. Like, yeah. if, You should not allow your live auctioneer to talk you into that anyway.
2: <laughs> and right? it sounds like a podcast for later, too. Exactly, just, it does. Just throwing it out there. Yeah.
1: So anyway, I, I, I do think that that makes a big, big difference. And so obviously then the, the question is, is so what do you guys tell your clients or the folks that you're coaching on where to set starting bids and bid increments?
0: Lori? I typically say whatever the fair market value is, around 40% of that is your starting price mm-hmm. and then your bid increment would be 10% ish of your starting, of your um, starting price.
1: I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly
2: yeah. what I say. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah obviously you want to round a little bit. So yeah. 10% yeah. of your starting bid price is $7. You don't have to like, although computers are amazing and mobile bidding will calculate it for you <laughs> You still, <laughs> people in their head are like thinking to themselves 21, 28. I mean, yeah. you can go ahead yeah. and make it five bucks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would tend to round down in those cases. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's nine, you can round to 10. But, you know, I like low bid increments. We've had some clients. I mean, it's nuts. They'll just do $5 for everything, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, or they'll do a dollar for everything. And you're oh. like, holy moly. And those things usually last for like a week. Yeah. And then those are the ones that come in with 15,000 bids in the yeah. auction. We've <laughs> seen it. Yes, we've it's, seen that.
2: W- with schools. That's popular with schools. I it say. really is. Yeah.
1: Um, so, no, that's good. And then one of the things that you have to be careful of because you do need to start with the fair market value. I think there's some things that we've learned. One is people tend to undervalue things. So the bidders tend to undervalue things. So showing the value sometimes can be helpful. And I know some people think, oh, I want to hide the value because I, they may think it's worth more. Those types of things are typically the unique experiences where everybody values them differently anyway.
0: Like, and you can just market as priceless if you have it, the ability in your software to do that right as well so you can mark it as priceless but again to that point when i'm coaching people make sure you're not marking every item as priceless because then it loses its value <laughs> i had one auction like priceless priceless, priceless and i'm like really is yeah, it all priceless good. what yeah. you have in
1: your auction? i think i saw that on amazon and it was worth like 250 <laughs> that, wasn't,
0: that wasn't priceless <laughs> so keep those to so those really cool experiences yeah. things that you can't quantify with a dollar amount but that is something that is a unique experience for priceless um, but yeah, I yeah, agree. That could
1: be like a famous meet and greet or, yeah. you know, backstage passes somewhere. Those are hard to value because mm-hmm. like for bands that I like, backstage passes would be worth a lot. But if it's a band I don't really care for, eh, I don't really care. So mm-hmm. I think it works great for that. Uh, the flip side, though, is that your donors tend to overvalue items. Okay. Mm. And so if you ever want to know why the chiropractor or the lawyer you know, or the teeth whitening is not getting the bids that you expect. Or the
0: trainer, the personal trainer. Or the portrait.
1: Oh yeah. Or, <laughs> or the, the free portrait sitting, right? <laughs> it's because you've got a photographer who's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna do a free portrait sitting, it's gonna be an hour, and then I'm gonna give you a free eight by ten and this thing is worth a thousand bucks. Okay. And everybody's like, eh, it's not really worth a thousand bucks. So you look at it and you say, Oh, well, they say it's worth a thousand bucks. So I'm gonna start the bidding at four hundred right that's what you would do
0: right typically and mm-hmm. most
1: people think it's worth 400 yeah mm-hmm. so what do they do they bid once
0: mm-hmm maybe yeah mm-hmm.
1: so it's funny we'll go into events and I'll be like oh let's take these professional services and we're just gonna we're just gonna assume they're worth half of what your donor said and we're gonna get these things low we're gonna put a low bid increment on here and we're gonna see what happens yeah right
0: yeah
2: I think yeah. professional well,
0: services is one of those tricky areas I would totally,
2: agree totally
0: I I mean, I had one auction, and it was like, oh, legal fees for right, you know, wills or something. I mean, it's just totally niche, niche, yeah. niche, niche, niche. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> I'm Diana Duvalsky. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> but it's it's completely you like depends on if there's one person at the event that wants to buy legal fees from a random lawyer that they don't know, yeah. right? You know, so you have to remember those things and. Uh, when working with clients, I'll typically talk to them about these items. And sometimes, you know, a personal trainer or somebody might donate 10 sessions, which is really lovely. We don't want to limit that and we don't want to devalue that. Then you can mark that item as maybe a um, minimum bid or something, but you can maybe start it at a lower price. Yeah. So something along those lines, you know, where they, the, the trainer really wants to get $500. They feel like they really donated something of value for their time. Um, so you can honor them that way. Uh, but, yeah, those, those professional services can be. Okay,
1: You want to hear the funniest one? Tricky, oh. tricky. Oh, my God.
0: I do. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, boy.
1: We're at a school auction. <laughs> Hold on, people. And they've got no bids on this item. And the guy's like, hey, will you look at our no bids and explain to us what we should do to fix them? So one of the items <laughs> was marriage counseling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, who wants to bid on that? And I was like. <laughs> you should change the
1: title. <laughs> I think yeah. the guy's name is Charles. I'm like, Charles. They don't, nobody here wants you to know that they need marriage counseling.
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm here to pick up my item, marriage counseling. That's right. Hello. And you're, I got 10 substance like,
0: abuse sessions. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Check out people are like, here you go, here, Mr. You Pache. Go. Yeah, right. You might want I to look, look at that. those
0: guess <laughs> Those are awesome. That's funny. Oh my god. Yeah, you gosh. could just change the title on that one.
1: Maybe, or just, you know, some of these things, maybe you put
0: them in a raffle. <laughs> oh, <there we>
1: go. <laughs> that's a whole another podcast so raffles random. oh my yeah. god i can't believe i used that word i can't yeah, believe you did either
2: that is it's a b- bad band. word it's banned right um awesome. okay
1: anything else on bid sheets bid that was good oh you know and then any the other minor stuff like people can't read your handwriting which is always <laughs> the best when i'm like i love how europeans make their ones and they look like sevens to me and mm-hmm. like you know i was at this one auction and i'm like I think that's one one six, but it could be seven seventy six because we had that many bid numbers. I am not
0: sure. <laughs> I mean, I think so at this fun. point, you know, bid sheets are a thing of the past. I haven't seen them at an event in a really, really long. I mean, obviously, I work in mobile bidding software, so if I walked into an event and had bid sheets, I would be like, huh? yeah. but in even in just like my regular life and the fundraisers I go to, I mean, it's pretty rare to see. You we talked to plenty of people sheets. that are coming from paper bid sheets. Ugh. So they're still out there. I, you like,
1: you're going to make a lot go. more money when you get let rid them of them. Go. Trust me. Mm-hmm. It is it is a big cost. And we used to say that, right? Like the hidden costs, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the bid increments and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. So let's so let's talk about something different. So let's, let's talk about the auction area itself.
2: Ah, yes. Because
1: we've been to so many of these things. And I think a lot of times people don't realize you've built a real t- retail shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: It's merchandise. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So as we like to say, like, instead of it looking like a garage sale, or as like um, a good friend of mine used to say, a garage sale <laughs> is just missing the B. So if you add a B into the middle of that word, it's what it really is,
0: a garbage sale, right? So <laughs> I was going with a barrage sale. <laughs> a barrage <laughs> I was like,
2: what? A barrage okay, sale. this is hilarious. I never heard that before. But garbage it, it sale, needs garbage to be sale. more
1: like the Apple store.
2: Yeah. Right? And
1: right. so, um, and I think they kind of changed... We're not here to just come, obviously, just like woo on Apple. But they did a nice job on the retail side because their stores are very bright Mm -hmm. and they're very clean. And when we say clean, there's not a lot of clutter. Yeah. Right? And so.
0: Hide the boxes, the storage boxes away for your items. Yes. Have a clean
2: space. It's yes. aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. You look across and you go like, oh, I want to browse. I want to walk around. And can I we want... talk
0: about elevating the items yes. if we're elevating our event? <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about elevating the items. The items should be all different levels. It should have How do you do that, lighting. What do you do? I do like you... to use boxes. The oh. storage boxes for the item. Oh, my god. And, then yes. put, Genius. A... and put a cover over top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you're going clock. for some sort of
1: With lights. Strange. Like that. I'm telling <laughs> lights you. Lights for like, sure. Like, Everybody's like, I'm going to make my event fancy and, you know, kind of this like nice, elegant gala. And then they flip the lights down and I can't read anything mm-hmm. in there. So your auction area needs to be well lit. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be as bright as the Apple store. But, I mean, people need to be able to see the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, little spotlights or I went to one event and they just kind of built like, you know, I don't know what you call it, but uprights and they had spotlights. Pointing down. Ooh, it looked really, really good.
2: Yeah, we've we've been to events where they have these gooseneck lights that yep. are battery mm-hmm. operated, and they just they're the. It's nice because the light can get tilted in various ways. So depending on how you have everything set up.
0: And Amazon. Oh my goodness! Nowadays, you can buy these little lights that are battery powered. and You turn them on. They're all different colors. You can put them right next to the item. Oh, so, yeah, so nice! I know. Yeah. So lighting cheap. for sure. Mm-hmm. Lighting for
1: sure. Okay. Um maybe spacing them out a little bit.
0: Mm, Yes. Yeah.
1: You got to be a little careful depending on your auction and in obviously if, if it's the people that you know coming, it's one thing, but do be a little bit careful about what you put out because um, we've been auctions where people have taken that baseball card and it's you know like little sleeve and just stuck it in their pocket and walked out. So. Or gift I've cards. Yes, gift yeah. cards. Gift don't cards put the gift should card never down. be on We've no. seen that. Like yes. one one group had the gift card tree and they had them all on it. And we're like,
0: ooh, ooh yeah, no. take those off. Put <laughs> the gift card covers on the gift card tree, yes. not yeah. the actual gift card itself.
1: The okay. envelopes are perfect. Yes. They go on there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but so, that was a side topic on – Auction security, which can be a whole nother <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Auction
0: security. <laughs> how about the ability to walk all around the tables? Spacing. And mm-hmm. Spacing of the tables. And and you know, think about how many people you have coming to your event and how much space it is. So I went to one event. It was so interesting. Everybody walked into the event, and then they all turned right and got in line and followed each other through like the silent buffet. auction area <laughs> like a buffet
1: and like I an Ikea like, almost I
0: have ne- it was like Ikea and I had never seen such a thing how I do I get like, out of
1: this maze I like, what, what's the what, shortcut
0: I said is the bar that way why is everybody standing and they're like they're just going to look at the silent auction oh my gosh why are they all like, in line yeah, they shouldn't yeah. have to wait in line to look at your silent auction mm-hmm. it should be just a free you should flow. be flattered
1: if they're waiting in line to see your silent <laughs> auction congratulations <laughs> (laughs) By the way,
0: I was astounded. (laughs) I was like, "Is the bar over there? What's going on?" So it was really interesting. That is awesome. No,
1: we we do this one event, you know, every year, and they kind of finally converted it to like this, like IKEA maze, and then they set it up where you you had to go through it, and it was funny. People walk (laughs) in this tent, and they're like, "Where do I go?" We're like that way Yeah. it just wound through it worked it, it did work, work. <laughs> oh my god it totally worked
0: mm-hmm. that's you right know? you were there for the i was first there for time. that event yes yeah. i was yes one of my favorite events that i worked for silent auction which i thought was completely unique is we were in a museum mm. and they put the silent auction items all throughout the museum and so people were walking through and perusing the items and it was just so free-flowing and casual and mm-hmm. cool so it's kind of as opposed to this formal room of silent auction, which mm-hmm. I still like that. Don't get me wrong. There's so many reasons. As long as the room's the room.
1: accessible. Like when yes. the auctionary is like over there yeah. and it's kind of out of the way of things, that's not always a good idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: I, I actually hear more and more of that kind of spreading around the auction items throughout the whole venue. I'm yeah. starting to hear more of that. I kind of am kind of leaning of that way. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm kind
0: of leaning that way. It's because, you know, we're kind of moving. Events have moved a little bit away from, especially after COVID, from these real formal events mm-hmm. into these more casual environments, even food trucks and things like that, whole nother mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. But having that kind of same casual feeling for silent auction items is, is kind of a fun thing as well. Just make sure you have a right. good plan for checkout. Just... Think about that when I you're know. doing that. I
2: love <laughs> moving items. That you've jumped right to that because you're you're like I My know brain the problem. Yes, the problem would occur if you don't think that through. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, you gotta think. It you through.
1: mean when all of your auction items are all over the, all place, over the place now and place. you don't three, know where
2: they
0: are? on three floors. Three floors. And the We've auction been to is closed. closed. Yeah. <laughs> That was fun. Now what? Yes. Even though I like the silent option, especially when items. you don't
1: like number your items in a way that tells you what floor they're on, and you have to walk across three floors looking for it, that's even better.
0: No, what's yeah. great is you can put your Apple Watch on for your activity, and then you can during checkout just run <laughs> from floor to floor to floor, and you can see how many calories you burnt. Exactly. There I you love go. Positive it. spin on
2: that. I love it. So, before we run out of time, I really want to touch on the names of silent auction items. Mm. I think that is so important.
1: Yeah, and so, we can dive into this deeper in a, in another podcast. But go, dive in.
2: Well, I I think that being creative is has is impactful, but. Y- y- when you when i go and look at an auction and i'm doing what might be considered an auction health check and i look and every item is so obscure mm. with their description in the item name that i i don't know what it is i i personally this is my opinion but i like to go to look at an auction and see some of them are very they're direct and then some items maybe just a smattering are they 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 make you they're a little bit like clickbait Mm. they're like what is this item i don't know what before and after means Mm. you know so that might mean like golf and lunch afterwards right but but you don't want all of your items to be like that because that's making your donors burn a lot of calories to figure out what's out there but to that to that note, I do think that it's it can be playful and fun. So can y'all think of, and I just, I have two in my mind, but can you think of a fun item that you've seen recently that you could, that has a good item name? I know one that you named one time. Yeah, Y'all, I have to give Jeff this credit. This was so fun. So we go to this event and there, it's filled with golfing and libation. Again, with the libation. So mm-hmm. we happened to have, we had we were consulting with a client, and we had all these items that we had to package. And one of them was a foursome, and one of them was a giant bottle of vodka. And I was like, well, why don't we put this together as a package? What do we call it? And so silence. And then Jeff goes, I've got it. I was like, well, what is it? And he said, the only way to drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute, that isn't cute. that a good yeah. one? So one of my one of my personal favorites that I came up with. Yes, I'm patting myself on the back. Is when I was an auction manager for my daughter's elementary school. I think we had about 350 items. And Whoa. when you when you package items, you you kind of get down to the the stragglers, and then you're like, what the heck do we do with these? So I had two tickets to see the the Wizard of Oz. In Arlington, Virginia And I had the Cheesecake Factory You know it They were pretty obscure I didn't want to do those as standalones And I, I might have had maybe four or five Of these items, I don't remember where the other ones were And I thought, well I wonder if I can just do Both of those together and then it would be like I could sell it almost like a, a Dinner out and then you go to your show So I, I was like, okay, I'll do that And I left my Computer and I went about my day And then later I was like <laughs> I know what I'm going to call this item So remember It's it's Wizard of Oz And it's the Cheesecake Factory So y'all want to know what I called yes. it Yes
0: cheese whiz oh my gosh (laughs) right but i love it when you kind of play around with item names with live auction items because Um, they're gonna talk about it anyway at the live auction they're not gonna bid on it you you know Mm -hmm. on the phone or whatnot they're gonna see it but they're not gonna be able to do anything so i love that for a live auction so just be super fun and creative with live auction because and we'll Why
1: not? we'll dive into this in a future because yeah. there's been some hilarious items mm-hmm. and we've named some of them right mm-hmm. um but sometimes you know you'll go through and I'll be like what the heck is that mm-hmm. and I'll change it like you know when they're like oh do an auction health check help, show us how we can make our event better I'm like how about we just call this dinner for two at you know Ruth's Chris Steakhouse yeah cuz somebody would be <laughs> yes. yes right Direct. versus whatever you called it that has no idea what it what it is right let's just let's just <laughs> beat it to the cheese. a stake mm.
2: through my heart exactly yeah.
0: <laughs> i think one thing we don't want to forget is when working with software and you're writing down the name of an, an uh, item don't just assume that people know what it is to your point the obscurity i worked an event where they ha- were like gift card to the cheese i'll just say cheesecake factory since we were talking about that gift card to the cheesecake factory that's it
1: No. No, I want to know how much.
0: No dollar amount? hundred bucks. No dollar amount. And (laughs) so I was going in there at the event Mm -hmm. going, what's the dollar amount? Let's put it in the description. So especially if you're doing a basket or anything like that, and you have an online platform where people that aren't at the event might want to know what's in the basket, just bullet point it out. Bullet point it out. Let them know what they're getting and what the total value is of that item.
1: And for wine. And and we'll get into that in a future one because- Good one. People that are bidding on wine want to not just know that it's a bottle of red wine, which I've seen. Before. Oh yes, I
0: have seen so the same many thing. Times. Three bottles of red wine. Oh yeah. my what? gosh, what yeah. on earth is it? Like two buck chuck? Am I right. getting yeah. <laughs> what am I getting here? So, yeah. making sure that you you bullet point that out in the description, and then any sort of fine print that yeah. anybody needs to know, make sure you add that. Well, as now I'm well.
1: excited because now we we know there's there's going to be a podcast topic we'll dive into at some point on that.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. That would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we are running out of time. This has been absolutely fabulous. I feel like
2: we could have kept going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There could be a part two to this. There could be part two. Maybe. Maybe. This was fun.
1: Yeah. Let us know if there's any other questions you have about silent auctions, and we can certainly try to address those in a future podcast. But otherwise, I thank you guys so much uh, for coming and sharing your time with us today. Thanks for
2: inviting us. Yeah. This was fun.
1: (laughs) Until we see you guys again, have a great event.